Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Look, everybody's talking about it and everybody's talking about the price of their bills. You would have all got a letter during the week, depending on which electricity company or gas company you happen to be from, telling you of the next increase and the next increase. And it's not going to stop, by the way. It's going to keep going on. The only certainty around the current energy price crisis is that it's likely to get worse in the coming months and year ahead, according to most experts. The Environment Minister Eamon Ryan is set to appear before the Oireachtas Committee on Environment and Climate Action this afternoon to discuss the energy security amid concerns over the supply of electricity this winter. Representatives from Airgrid and the Commission of Regulation of Utilities, the CRU, will appear before the committee. Speaking ahead of the meeting committee, Kilncorda Deputy Brian Ledden said that concerns around Ireland's energy security increased since the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And according to him, there are now fears of supply restrictions and blackouts this winter. Now, people keep saying to me, oh, that's not really going to happen, is it? Look, they wouldn't be saying it if it wasn't going to happen. They're flying the kite. That's what they always do. That's what governments do all, the, all around the world. They throw a kite out, see how it goes. How will they react if you try out a few blackouts this winter? To, you know, to not use up as much electricity as we need. We're not producing enough electricity. Uh, and a lot of that is nothing to do with the war in Ukraine. It's absolutely, some of it is, but a lot of it has nothing to do with the war in Ukraine. I mentioned this last night, by the way, energy prices were increasing months and months before the war in Ukraine even started. Now, I know there was predictions of the war in Ukraine, but nobody really thought it was going to happen. Um, but the energy price has already been gone up. Um, there has been uncertainty around oil and gas, but particularly oil, uh, certainly over the last 10 years, with investors not investing in refineries, hence the reason why oil prices are what they are. There's no shortage of oil. There's plenty of oil. Uh, there's just nowhere to refine it. The Chinese, the um, people in Pakistan, the um, Indians, uh, the Ch- uh, they have no problem at all because they're building uh, coal-fired plants. They're also building refineries like they're going out of fashion. So they're not having a problem. But Europe are having a problem because, of course, many investors don't invest anymore because of climate action plans and policies across Europe. That's part of the reason. I'm not saying it's all the reason. It's part of the reason as well. But as I said to our listeners, you know, we, we have no... And I'm, to you listening today, if you're listening to the radio today and you're saying, well, OK, it's gone up a little bit, not at the moment, but I, I see you haven't seen it yet. And the reason you really haven't, oh, you may have seen, you may, I'm sure you've noticed how expensive it's got. But the price hikes, you know, you really haven't seen it yet because the evenings now are starting to get darker. It will start to get a bit colder now by the end of this month. You're going to have to start putting away from the heating. We've been lucky in a sense that we've had a reasonably warm winter or summer so you haven't had the heating on probably in the last three months maybe the odd night it was a little bit cool so you haven't had the heating on your lights haven't gone on till nine or ten o'clock at night starting to get a little bit darker now by by eight o'clock in the evening now it's it's kind of dusk isn't it so you're going to see those lights going on a little bit earlier more energy being used now you're going to say you see your bills going up so your first real expensive bill is probably going to be october november your December, January bill is going to be bonkers, off the scale. And by the time you get to March, which is going to cover you for December up to March or whichever way you pay your bills, it is going to be crazy. You are not going to be able to afford it. Many people are not going to be able to afford it because it's going to be ridiculous. It is probably three to four times what you would have paid two years ago. Then the realisation will kick in how expensive it is and people will be in fuel poverty. Now, you've got a choice. The regulator and the government have said, we won't cut you off for at least two years. Don't worry about it. But nobody wants to get into massive debt. 
that's not really a solution. I mean, I could spend hours telling you why this is happening. And I'm sure you are sick of me saying it. But it's easy to blame the war or just the war in Ukraine. It's part of the problem. As it's much more than that. There's a lot more than that affecting the price of energy, including bad political decisions. Politicians, will they suffer? Probably not really, because they're on a lot bigger salaries than you are. And I think there's a massive disconnect from the people on the issue. I don't really believe the politicians in Leinster House of the Doll. I don't really believe they understand how Mary and John and their three kids who have average jobs on 40,000 maybe a year, how they're going to get through this with their mortgage and everything else. Mortgage interest rates are obviously going up as well. I don't really believe they understand how that is affecting your life and how you have to cut back on everything else. Now, last Friday, Anya was on the show and thinks the answer is to follow the advice and cut back. And she even went as far as telling people to go back to washing clothes in the sink to save energy and money. She talked about being in the local shopping centre and she said it didn't look like people were short of money. Car park was full. Everybody was buying things. I mean, we have to buy food, don't we? But here, a lot of people emailed us complaining about Anya being on the air on Friday. But a lot of people emailed us who agreed with her as well. Some actually agreed with her and said, Niall, why did you give out to Anya? She was making perfect sense. Unfortunately, it's not, the government can do nothing about this. You know, Anya's right. You know, needs must. We need to cut back. So will you be cutting back to save money? To avoid blackouts because the government are saying, if we don't cut back, we don't have enough energy. We may have to have blackouts. I'm not sure about that, but the fact that they're saying it means it's most likely going to happen. And then people as well are hibernating. That's what they're going to do. And I'll tell you why they're going to self-hibernate. We used self-isolation for COVID. Self-hibernate is going to be what we're going to be doing with this is because they can't afford to go out. Businesses are going to suffer because restaurants won't be full, bars won't be full, because people just will have to stay in because... They've got to pay their energy bills. They don't have the money to go out anymore. The luxuries will be gone. When you think of a family having to pay an extra three or four grand a year in energy costs, and that's not including what you put in your car. You know, and everything going up. I told you over the last three days, if I ever ran for election, I've got the answer to this. Not that's probably, I'm simplifying it and there's probably more to it. It's a bit more complicated. I'm not going to tell you again what it is, but it would solve the problem. But we're never going to get the political will or leadership to do it. So I want to know, will you be cutting back to save money and avoid blackouts? In other words, what sacrifices will you be making? Or have you already made some of those sacrifices? Is on you right? Do we need to go back to washing the clothes in the sink? Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087 James, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, James? Good afternoon to you, Niall. How are you? I'm grand. I'm frustrated, James, I think. Yes. Well, as I said to Ruth earlier on, one solution, uh, just not to be too serious, one solution, we'll, we'll all have to go to bed early with Niall Boylan. <laughs> that's, a good, <laughs> that's a good solution, isn't it? Yes. Get into bed early in the evening in the winter with Niall Boylan. Oh, you can't go wrong. Put the, put the duvet over you, keep yourself warm and turn off the heating. Yes, is that yes, we'll, all, we'll all be inside with you now. That's your radio is cheap, isn't it? Yes, and that's for anything. Yeah. Uh, yes, I was listening to Oingo. I like Oingo now. I've listened to Oinga for you. You only like her because she's quite Christian. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but she's also a straight talker, Niall. 
Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but do you not think it was a little bit disingenuous of her to be saying, you know, oh, I've seen the supermarket car parks are full and people are in there buying things. There's no shortage of money. I mean, people still have to buy food. You know what I mean? Well, you should mention that now. Now, the other day I was in, in the, my local supermarket, and this is something I've seen over and over again now. And I was in the checkout, right? This is the danger now with this cashless society. Mm. There was this woman ahead of me, and she was getting a lot, a lot of stuff. Now she may have a family now, and a lot of stuff going through. And when she was finished, I was right behind her, as you do now, putting my stuff through. And the girl came over to receipt. She said, 305 euros. She went, ah, oh, what? Is it that much? God, I never realized I was getting that much stuff. He'll kill me, she said. He'll kill me, her husband. Right. And, and she, there you are. Did she take anything out of the basket and put it no, back? No, no. She, she had to keep it all then, now because everyone was backing up behind her. But, but uh, there you go to see now. And it is a statistic now that the third of what we buy, we throw away now. Why no? Uh, we do. We do waste a lot of food. We do. We, we buy far too much stuff. And everybody even missed they buy too much this weekly shopping. You see... Oinya and I are the same now. We grew up in a time when it was always tough now. Yeah, but, it's not, no yeah, but times change, James. We're not living in... And I, by the way, I get that. When I was young, you know, it was very different to the way it is now. We weren't as materialistic. We didn't have, you know, the chocolate bars in the press. We didn't have the crisps in the press or the litre bottle of Coke. We didn't have those things, right? They were yes. a tre- that was a treat, okay? And we uh, didn't... Yes, and we didn't have up here... I, I'm in danger up here on the north side in the evening when I go for a walk now on the footpath are getting mocked down. Why? Because Deliveroo are flying all over the place now. But, the, yeah, but, that's, yeah, but James, you can't deny people the lifestyle that they were brought into. Yes, but and that's know, the world we live in now. It's a different world. I know, but we don't every, want to go back to 1960 know, when it comes to that stuff. Every generation now, every generation has to face sometimes hard times when you get inflation. When you get inflation... Oh, no, no, Mike, oh, hold on. I can live with inflation. Inflation is a normal part of life. Recessions are a normal part of life, although they are controlled by banks. I do get that. And we've, we've always had recessions. We've also always had inflation. Uh, we used to have national wage agreements. We don't have them anymore. But we've always had those things. But when you have inflation created by a political crisis and bad decisions, that's when we can actually do something about it. There is a solution to this. You know what I mean? There is there is ways that we can resolve this and make life easier for the citizens. And the government, I mean, Michal Martin, Leo Varadkar and co have a duty to the Irish people. Otherwise, if they're not doing anything about it, they've a dereliction, they're in a dereliction of duty. Well, we have to wait for the budget now, which will be coming in a few weeks now. No, so that, but, we, but, but, but what, wait for the budget. This has been going on for months. Do you know what I mean? It should have been done by now. It's, the longer we're leaving it, the more it's going to cost to fix the problem. But to see, now, if you look across the water, see, we, we always talk about our own country and we think no other country has any problems. No, they do have problems. They let them sort out their problems. That's, it's not our problem what England do. It's not our problem what yeah. Wales or Scotland do or what France does. Yeah. That's not our problem. Yeah, but you see, now, you must remember when we're, when we're looking across the water, compared to us, that's the fifth most powerful economy in the world now. I know. Britain. Mm-hmm. It has its own North Sea oil now. And still I'm watching Sky News every night, talking to people, saying, how are we going to get on? Yeah, poor people with children, how are we going to survive the winter? Their dental service has completely collapsed now. The dental service in Britain, which was, a, which was, a, uh, was an amazing thing one, years ago now. They have seven million on a waiting list in Britain. And the, the wonderful NHS, which everyone talks about, they have 400,000 on the waiting list in Northern Ireland. So other countries have serious problems now. 
So we're not alone. No, I'm not, I'm not suggesting we're alone, but we can make our own decisions. We're a small economy. We're a small country. Actually, we have a big economy for such a small population. Um, but we're a small country. We're responsible for our own country. When I see a headline in the in the news from RTE, and I, I mentioned it there a second ago, I'll just bring it back up for you there. And it says, um, oh yeah, uh, they say necess- action is necessary to protect the poorer households against fuel poverty and to safeguard Europe's plans to reach a net carbon neutrality by 2050. That they shouldn't even be in the same sentence. Forget about the climate policy for the moment until we make sure everybody is okay. We can worry about that, that afterwards. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, the, 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 the priorities are wrong. But listen now, there's an old saying, you know, that the people get the politicians they deserve. Now, in the last election, when I was looking at RT when the election was over, and they spoke to the four main leaders, Dr. Radker, Eamon Ryan, Mary Lou, Michal Martin. Dr. Radker and Michal Martin were very depressed now. They had a very bad election. They were whores had the smiles across their faces white as the lippy. Eamon Ryan and Mary Lou MacDonald. Why? Because Eamon Ryan had a massive increase in his seats now, to 12 seats, which made him, the Irish people, made him the kingmaker now. And he is the kingmaker. That government would collapse without Eamon Ryan. So we put him into that position now. We put him in there as kingmaker. So we have to take a certain amount of personal responsibility now. Okay. I didn't vote for him. You okay, know okay, well, okay, so James, getting back to the original question, uh, and I don't want to go too down the political aspect of this, but will you be cutting back, James? Oh, yes. Sorry, I, I grew up cutting back now. How am I going to change now? <laughs> so, well, stay there for a second, because I want to go to John as well. John, My brother's clothes now. <laughs> John, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, John? Hi, Noel. How are you? Good. You're concerned? I, I'm concerned on, under two aspects, I think, here. I think the first thing, which, which is clearly obvious, and I think you've just touched it yourself, is we're controlled by Europe. I don't care what anybody says. We're now at a time where we're controlled by Europe. We're also being controlled by governments. And I'm not against individuals or whatever, or this, that, the other. But when you think about it, we can't make these decisions ourselves to make things better. You could say we could vote. We could squat on our feet, do all this. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter what we do. Yeah, you depend on the elected representatives to make the right decisions for you. You do, but you also depend on the government to support you, to make decisions that doesn't put us in these situations. But it's irrelevant what the government do. They're controlled by Brussels. So you well, can well, say they, well they, there is restrictions on what they can do, yes, because they exactly. have guidelines and, and, from and Europe. There are yes. huge, huge restrictions now, when you think about it. Mm-hmm. It's gone to a situation now where it doesn't matter what Leo Radker says, Michal Martin says, Mary Lou MacDonald says, whatever anybody says, there's only so much that the government can do. So you then have to look back to yourself as an individual and what you can do. And when you think about it, there's somebody providing the oil for you. There's somebody providing the gas for you. There's somebody providing the electricity for you. What can you do? If you can't afford it, what can you do? So what, do you, what, so what, what, what can people do? When, when they see that the first quarter next year is going to cost them as much as the whole of 2020 in, in energy bills, what can they do, John, to cut back? This is my this is my opinion, Noel, right? And, and and you just said there a minute ago, we can't go back to back in 1960, 70, whatever it may be. Of course we can't. Nobody wants to go back there. But I remember when I was young and we had blackouts. I remember them well. We did have blackouts. Yeah, in the 70s, what back in the 70s. What did you do when you had a blackout? You lit a candle. All right? That kept your light on in your house. What did you do to, to support yourself from a heat perspective? You lit a fire. 
be a litter fire. Yeah, Eamon Ryan wouldn't yeah. be too pleased with that one, but go no, on. No, you wouldn't. You'd <laughs> yeah. be burning a bit of turf there. You, you also stocked up in the blankets. Should we just, one, there one, was one, no one, bins. One. By the way, there was no bins for the bin men in our days because all the rubbish got burnt in the fire. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and another thing I can remember from when I was back, when I was younger, was you drink loads of tea because tea will warm you up. Now, how sad is that to think when you, when you look at these various different situations going on that we have to think like that? You know, but, I, is I, it, I, but is it, okay, I understand that you can save money by doing those things. And if there is blackouts uh, during the summer or during the winter months, that's a possibility that we may have to go back to sitting around the candle telling stories, right? But what I'm saying to you is, is it really necessary? Or sh- when I say necessary, do you believe we sh- should be subjected to that at this point in our history? No, I mean, of course not. And that's my point. We shouldn't, we shouldn't have to deal with this. It shouldn't have to be put onto us. But the problem is, we have no control. It's taken out of our hands. Years ago, you can make a decision. Okay, if you don't look like how you live in, in Ireland or whatever, you know, move to Australia, move to Germany, move to Italy. If it's an oil, if it's electricity, if it's a gas problem, it's happening everywhere. So, it, well, not, well not everywhere, but in the Western world, yes. In a, in a lot of places, if you think about it. Yeah, like, you go to China. They don't. China don't have an energy crisis. But go on. No, well, well, that's, that's nor do that's, India, that's, nor that's nor world. nor do Pakistan, nor do many countries around the world. It is a European-American situation more so than anything else. And that's, that's going back to my point. We're controlled by Europe. If Europe don't pull the strings, if Europe don't assist European countries from various different things, what, what, what are you supposed to do? I mean, you can't, you can't vote, uh, you know, people out of Brussels. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? It's just, it's ridiculous at this stage. We're talking about this day in, day out for the last couple of months. You've been talking about on your radio stations what's coming down the line, what's coming down the line. Nobody has brought a solution other than talking about what's going to happen. That's how F-U-C-K-E-D we are. So, I, I don't know anymore. I just feel like, it, okay. like you said, no, it'll come March next year. You sound, you sound, John, with the greatest respect, you sound like you're kind of surrendering. Or surrendered well, to the fact there's nothing we can do about it. Well, well, I, I, I know, I, like I said, I'll pull out the candles. Is that, is that what is, is, blanket. is that throwing no. in the towel? Are you throwing in the towel is what you're telling me? Well, well what, else is, what, right, what, else, what else can you do? And I know that's the topic of the conversation. For me, from my perspective, I can't make a change in the government. I can't make a change in what they're going to do in budgets. I can't make a change on them reducing costs on oil, gas and, and, and heat and all this stuff. I can't do that. They're making that decision. Them. James, just finally, is John throwing in the towel? No, I can see where he's coming from. I fully agree with him, Niall, that we're very much under the rule of Brussels. I mean, Michal Martin tomorrow morning, every politician wants one thing in the world, Niall. He wants to be popular. So Michal Martin would love tomorrow morning to say, James, there's 40 euros on your pension. There's whatever Niall wants, whatever John wants. He can't do it, Niall, because Brussels say, no, 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 no. You can't spend like that anymore. Those days are gone. Okay, on that note, I have to go into a break. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087 some of your WhatsApp audio. Hi, Niall. I uh, love the show. In regards to the power, I am um, with one of the providers. I uh, have my electricity and gas with both. Now, haven't had to use any gas. I'm refrained from using any of the gas uh, in the last couple of months because we've had lovely uh, warm weather. Didn't need to. And um, I received a letter the other day from the provider, I won't mention them, um, but say the letter from the provider today to say that uh, it's apparent to them that we are no longer using gas and that they're going to cut off supply. Now, um, I've been on to them and they said, well, you need to start putting money on the meter. 
in order for us not to uh, to cut you off. Um, but I sort of pointed out to him, I said, we don't really need to use any gas at the moment. And we've been kind of using our money um, to pay other bills and, you know, whatever else was needed to be done. But we, however, we probably would be using it in um, September. But uh, they weren't very happy about that. So we've had to start putting money on the on the gas meter because obviously they get rental every day, um, even if you don't use it. Yes. Thanks. Love the show, Paul here. Yeah, Paul, that's right. They get a service charge even if you're not using it, which is why they were pissed off that you weren't putting money in the meter. But I think that's quite shocking. I mean, they tell you to do one thing and don't use a gas and don't use electricity. And then when you don't use it, you start getting queried by the company. Why aren't you using this? Use the bloody... Hi, Noel. This is 2022. And Anya's suggestion is worst closing the sink. I mean, it, we're supposed to be progressing in the world. You know, worst closing the sink while all these billionaires live like kings oil barons and, 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 and gas barons and whoever they are living off every living off us basically while we go back to washing clothes in the sink and then the likes of over our Stockholm syndrome mentality and other people agreeing with her oh let's let's you know wash clothes in the sink what's wrong with people we're supposed to be progressing in the world not going back to blackouts you want to get this government out the politi- your right political will political bad political decisions Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, since the beginning of this state, you need to get rid of them. Hi, Niall, I uh, love the show. Enric. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying, you know, Fianna Gael, Fianna Fáil, well, it was Labour many years ago as well. Um, and it's the same two, basically, well, and basically they say they're two, two cheeks of the same arse, really, aren't they? Uh, but realistically, if Sinn Féin got into power tomorrow, would it be any different? Because I haven't really, I mean, with respect, I haven't heard them saying anything differently. Or okay, they've come out with a few, you know, sound bites and what have you. But realistically, do you think do you think we'd be in a better position right now if it was Sinn Fein? I don't know. I'm just looking at Twitter here, by the way, and I just put up my own Twitter a second ago. I got this electricity bill today. How in the name of God is this possible? We're a small coffee shop in Westmeath, and it's the Poppy Fields Cafe, and they just got an electricity bill for nine thousand eight hundred and thirty six ninety two. The VAT. See, here's what everybody's missing too. The VAT on that bill alone is €812. So the government are talking about taxing energy companies, by the way, as well, what they call a windfall tax, because obviously energy companies are making more money because energy is costing more money. There's more profits. And I understand that, by the way. These companies, they're in business to make profit. But they forget to tell you, as a government... They're making money off your back as well. They're making money off the misery of Irish people too, you know. Don't be fooled by that. Because remember, if your bill has gone up three three times what it was two years ago, which is essentially what it is, they're making three times as much VAT on it. VAT. So don't be fooled, but there's no poor mouth in the government. Let me go to Joe. Joe, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Joe? Hi, how are you, Niall? Uh, Joe, now, in relation, I understand, you know, the Irish government will say, well, it's not our fault, it's war in Ukraine, it's this, it's that, there's a lot of that we can do, but we'll try and help you out. They've given us a few quid towards the bills. But, I mean, are you making a few sacrifices? I sacrifice as much as I can, but I can sacrifice what I don't have. Okay. I have. I am a carer. Uh, my son um, still wets the bed, um, still wears nappies. I have at least three loads. Mm-hmm. of washing machine clothes every single day. Yeah. And I try as much as I can, like a day like today, to put my clothes out so they can dry, but winter is even worse. And my provider, I'm a little bit late, 
because it's it's impossible to keep keep up with the price of food and the price of energy and you know my son doesn't uh, do well in public transport so I have a car it's already bad to, to have to deal with all that inflation and then my provider sent me a letter threatened to cut my electricity okay I wouldn't worry about that they won't cut your electricity over 200 euro yeah, they're not well I, okay let, let's be clear they're not going to cut your electricity off but why do they do this to people? Because they're what? well. We all we all know, Joe, what threatening letters are for. They're to encourage you to pay. And okay, for but some people, I pay it does encourage them. As much as I can. Oh, I and have you contacted them? I contacted them. I contacted them. Explain to I explained to them. Listen, I'm trying to pay as much as I can, but you have to realize that I can stop putting food. On no, you can't. Of course not. The other thing is a priority. Home. Yes, there's a priority list. Yes, of course. But it, it's like, you know, in a time like this where everyone is struggling, sending threatening letters to people saying that they're going to cut them off, you know, they should have a bit more sense than that in a time like this. Well, the regulator has said that as once you're engaging with the, the provider, the energy provider, you will not be cut off. There is a, a period of two years where they will not be able to cut you off it currently. Still, it still makes you feel oh, I know, I know, I know. like crap. Of because course you're it trying does. your best. Yeah. You're trying your best to keep up with all your bills and, you know, price of food has gone through the roof as well. You're, you're trying to make sacrifices and everything like that. So if it's, if it's bad for you right now, Joe, and this is summertime, okay, so you're not going to be using as much energy as you would in the winter. You're no. Are you cons- are you concerned about the bill you're going to get in October and November? Very, very, because like in in November, like I try to not to use. I have I bought for myself an energy efficient dryer because I have a lot of clothes, and especially during winter, it's really hard because my son goes through a lot of clothes. Unfortunately, okay, and I, even though I I try to dry a lot of them on the heaters but if i don't have money to put oil uh and if i have to use the dryer just the dryer i i don't even want to know how i'm going to cope mm-hmm. with yeah, because the, with the, using the, mo- it. the most expensive things to operate in your home are dryer. spin dryers yeah they're one of the most expensive things i i i don't really know how i'm going to be able to cope Mm-hmm. During winter time, I'm I'm dreading. And what? Time. And and if indeed, because there seem to be hinting that there's going to be blackouts, I don't know how they will work. Um, will they be for long periods? Will they be in the evening times? I don't know. I've known nothing about them yet, but they seem to be hinting. It's definitely going to. It seems to definitely going to be happening. How will that affect you as a carer? Then that's going to be difficult for you, isn't it? It it will be because like I I I need I need to cook for my son. I need to cook specific things that he eats. I I need to prepare specific things at certain times. Uh, it takes uh, a shower at a certain time. You know, it's very particular. No, I know when you got a someone special needs or a child, and special, I it's I, difficult. I don't I I don't know. I, I to be honest, I don't know. It's it's a a really scary. And I know, um, by the way, I know, I know you're originally from Portugal um, and you've got family back home in Portugal. Yes. And have you talked to them? Really, I'm assuming you talk to them on a regular basis. Yes, of course. Okay. And how are they finding this this crisis for them? Because it is a European-wide crisis. But I don't think it's affecting Portugal as much as it's affecting many other places. But how are they finding it? 
No, because um, in 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 Portugal, they yes, they put the energy up, but they put the energy up in Portugal like three percent, four percent, not thirty percent. My mom was shocked when she heard that thirty eight percent the other day. By the that, way, that yeah. that it went here up thirty eight percent when there. Yes, it went up, but it was like three percent, four percent, not thirty eight. The the difference mm. is massive in comparison to other European countries. And I don't know, they have profits of last, the profit, if I'm not mistaken, in 2021 was of 600 and something million. But it depends on who you're talking about. Are you talking about the the oil companies? Uh, the energy companies. Well, it, it depends on which one you're, talk, you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. My, my, my providers. Okay. Okay. And, you know, it's not, they, they are in need of money or they're losing money or anything. It's pure greed. It's pure greed. It's nothing else. They are greedy. Stay, they, well, stay there for a second if you can, Joe. And I'm sure many other people listening today would be in the same similar situation where they've got a threatening letter. Just to let people know, once you, once you engage with your provider, they shouldn't cut you off. Uh, they're not allowed to. The regulator would stop them from doing that. And they rarely do cut people off, by the way. They always try and engage in the end and come to some arrangement for people to pay. Dave, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dave? Hey, folks. How you doing? Dave, okay, look, a lot of people are very concerned. Are you, are you going to change your the way you live? Are you going to change your lifestyle in the winter when the bills get higher? I, I don't really see how, like, how I can really change my habits too much. I mean, we wouldn't exactly be... You know, I've always been very energy conscious anyway, just to keep my bills down. So, you know, not leaving lights on, burning off switches, not leaving stuff plugged in all night. I'm, I just mad fear the house is going to burn down some night, so I usually be going around unplugging stuff you know, before I go to bed anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't we don't have um we don't have a dryer in our house. We just have a washing machine and we just bring our drying to the lawn dress. And so I don't really see is that, how... is, it, is it not equally as expensive to bring it to the laundress? You know no, do you know what I no, because you know what my my missus was saying this to me as well and like there's a guy that works with me, he's really good with numbers and stuff and he was trying to do all the math to be saying, yo, you're spending more money. But not really because I think two big bags of drying for us in the laundress, like it I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's under twenty euro, right? And if we had a dryer at home, the dryer would be on constant. Do you get me? Do you know, it's kind of like what I like to call it. It's like, uh, it's like having a dishwasher. You know, you're, if your it's there, you use never, it. it. It's never completely empty. You know, there's always something in it. And I, I know for a fact, and because we don't have a dryer and we have to make the journey into the, um, into the laundrette to get the stuff done, we're more conscious about it. Do you know what I mean? So stuff that doesn't need to be washed probably isn't getting washed. You, you know, that kind of way. I do, well, I don't so, know about your friend's maths, but I, I don't know. I would imagine. It depends on how much you're using it. I suppose the fact that you're not using it as much because you have to go to an effort, well, probably makes it cheaper. And if you had one at home, you're probably right. You probably would no, use it, it a bit more I, often. I, trust me, I, I know my missus. That thing would be going morning, noon, and night. Well, but, I mean, was. look, you need, I mean, obviously, unless you're in Joe's situation where you have a child with special needs, um, you know, constantly has to keep changing his clothes all the time. And I get that. But you, you do need, if you're using a, a dishwasher or a dryer, to set a time in the evening time, you know, and I don't mean between five and nine, the, the busiest time, but after nine o'clock, to use those things once a day. And, oh, and, no, and you, shouldn't sure. ha- you shouldn't have to use them any more than that. Really. No, you shouldn't. You, I mean, come on. In, in, like, you know, one of the richest nations on the face of the planet, one of the richest nations the world has ever seen, you shouldn't have to be doing this kind of stuff. But the one that I'm more worried about is, is the whole uh, blackout thing, because we only get, like, our house is heated only by oil. So if we have no electricity, we have no heat, full stop. You know what I mean? That's, 
that's the one that has me a bit worried. Well, yeah, well, then, like, well, the same would apply to people with gas heating, by the way. If you've no electricity, yeah, no, you've no gas heating. Either. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I like we've like we've a baby at home. Do you know what I mean? So I like we're we're going away and buying just you know like extra warm baby grows and stuff like that just to be on the safe side. So I'm praying that we have a fairly mild winter this year uh, with no blackouts. But there's not even that. Even without the blackouts, I mean, the cost of oil. I was putting nearly I was putting about eighty euros a week into my oil tank. The price of it last year, and it's always set to go up again. You know, well, like, la- yeah, la- last year. I mean, last year oil was re- was reasonably priced. Well, let's say last year, but maybe you know the last year and a half. Anyway, certainly it was reasonably priced, but it's going to be three times that price this year. Man, two years ago, I got a half a tank for two hundred and fifty. Probably yes, yeah. Last last year, we got hundred and fifty liters for over three hundred. But this year, that same 150 litres is probably going to cost you closer to the six. It's going to be less again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the one that kind of worries me a small bit. Like, you know, because we're, we're kind of pinned to the car. Like, we got our ESB bill in the other day. It was 250 quid. Do you know? So, okay. like... And, and that's, that's a summer bill, which should be... It should be normally quite... Yeah, well, normally it's just really... It should be very normal, low. Normal times, that same bill would have been about 110 euros. Yeah. You know, so... It's just these, these are the things. Well, well are, you, are you going to cope, just before I go to Pat, are you going to be able to cope when your first bill for the first quarter next year is probably going to be as much as you paid in the whole year last year? I, I, I'm going to have to, and I'm just going to ring them up. And look, I've rang them up already. I said, look, I have a bill here. I'll pay off some of it. I can't pay it all off. You, you know, you can't get blood out of a stone. Did you get one of those letters, by the way, that Joe got? Uh, oh, the threatening letters? Yeah. Uh, I haven't gotten one yet. No, no, I did. Well, no, I did actually. Sorry, yeah. I did. I got one. Yeah, I got, I got one before, and I, I kind of rang them up. I was saying, listen, you know, I'm I'm quite happy to engage with you, but keep your threatening letters to yourself because that like that doesn't help anybody. You know no, what I mean? No. That just means that just makes already anxious people even more. Well, anxious. well you can see it's worried the heart out of poor old Joe there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, then like, Joe, they're not going to cut you off. Don't worry. No, I was I mean, like. Because I'm doing as much as I can. I'm paying as much as I can considering my situation. And it's like they don't want to understand that people don't have the ability to pay, that it's really hard, that the price of food is high, it's higher, that it's difficult. And I don't know why it's that hard for them to grasp that. They don't need to put these prices so high. Well, look, I, I, I'm thinking to you and indeed to anybody listening, you know, if any of the energy companies do actually come out to cut you off, get straight on to us here at the radio station because the regulator has clearly stated that once you engage with them, now you must engage, of course, you just don't ignore the bill. Uh, once you try and engage or try to work with them, uh, and, and no, sometimes you just can't, and they try to cut you off, uh, they're in breach of the, the regulator's rules. Pat, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Pat? How you know? Uh, yeah, just, pa- on, uh, just on the subject of uh, that lady there talking about, you know, being afraid of being cut off and all this, and I know the regulator has said that people like experiencing poverty, you know, yeah. uh, will not be cut off. But the other side of that coin is, are they going to guarantee that you're not going to be penalised for it down the line monetarily? Well, 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 I, I said, said this the other night. Okay, so they said for two years you will not be cut off, right? But what happens? What's that date in two years? And in two so years' time, if you... Well, no, well, no, no, the point you're making is, in that two years' time, you've ran up a debt of, say, seven or 800 quid or 2,000 euro. Are you going to be charged interest on that? Yeah. I mean, how is that's that going to work? Amazing, yeah. 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 Are they going to penalise you for not paying on time? I mean, that, that hasn't... They haven't, you know, rigged that out. Um, another thing, too, look, ultimately, you know, my attitude towards this thing is, this, this, and I was a little too earlier on, there's somebody there making big money from this at the end of the day. They're making more profits. It's not well, costing well, the people at the they're. bottom, at the, at the top end, and not... Their costs have not gone up. 
you understand? Well, the government are also making a profit out of it too. You understand? Because they they are the ones that are producing it, right? So it's down the line. It's just down the line of the pain. The case, it's just just not unbelievable the amount of profits these people are making. It's not like they're at a loss now, so they they have to charge us more. They're making more profits. Mm-hmm. I know. So I just don't get it. Or you understand the government? You see, you have a situation. Look, everything's tied in. It's not like we're giving them money. This is our money, right? That they're supposed to be using in a proper way. We we elect them. There was a talk there you're on about electing people, and you know we get what we elect. We don't get what we elect. We elect people that promise to do this. They promise to do that, and then they just an egg on it because ultimately they look after the you know vested interest first, which is themselves included. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the problem. They they these people are actually living in a bubble. They don't do you, do you honestly think that, uh, to be fair, you know, and I'm not saying they're bad people, but do you believe that Michal Martin, you know, Eamon Ryan, Leo Varadkar, Simon Coveney, the, the rest of them, do you believe that they understand how you live or how, no, pa- or how no. Joe lives or how why, Dave I'll lives? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Look, back in the day, the Greens, they were all like upper middle class people. That's what, you know, they and they had their ideals were what they were, right? But basically, at the moment, the way I look at them is, they're kind of keeping us peasants in line so that they don't suffer down further down the line. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Like, Eamon Ryan lives over. He lives over in the south side. He lives in a nice big house. He was telling us not to be driving cars and all the rest. He's driving a 2.7 diesel, bloody diesel. Well, I, don't, I don't know, know what he drives, yeah, but yeah. yeah but I'm sure he's driving an electric car at this stage, is he? Probably. Yeah, he's not driving that. He's been driven around, probably, you know. And well, this yeah. is a problem as well, Now, These people are... Li- I'll give you an example of something. Be very quick. I have 10 seconds. Go on. Right. I knew somebody years ago, she was very senior in the HSE. It was a time when Mary Harney was the Minister for Health. God, God okay? Else, yeah. And she was going out to visit Tala Hospital at the time. Okay, Now, she'd arrived there by entourage. They'd spent thousands, and I mean thousands, on flowers and making the place look presentable, all the, way, the bits that she was going to visit. There was no one on trolley. There was nothing like that. She walked in there. Oh, yeah, everything's so good. Oh, I remember that, yes, yeah. Yeah, and that's, everything's perfect. Now, that's all she sees now. So in other words, yes, they're isolated from the problem. It's like everybody thinks the Queen tells, thinks the world smells of fresh paint. I, I get that. I, I'm sorry, I've run out of time, Pat. I do apologise. Uh, the number's 87188 08. I'll give out the number for maps for people who find themselves in difficulty in a few minutes as well. I don't know what you're talking about. The energy crisis only started with the war in Ukraine. Uh, no, and actually, thanks to Richie, who sent me in a couple of clips here from RT News, uh, going back to 12th of the 1021. Sinn Féin's Piers, Sinn Féin's Piers Dottie says the budget is a reflection of the government. Out of touch, out of ideas and out of time. He says energy prices are spiralling. This is back last year, and there's another one there about the European countries. I've read that one out already about energy prices going up and safeguarding climate plans and all that kind of carry on. And then another one there from the 1st of the 12th, 2021, was 1st of December, before the war in Ukraine. Uh, People before profit, Mick Barry, says about the financial blows due to the rising energy prices. So to suggest that energy prices weren't going up already and to constantly just blame the war in Ukraine is a bit ridiculous. Now, let me go to Andy. Andy, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing? Hello, Niall. How are you? Good. I'm fine, Andy. How are you keeping today? Oh, look. Um, I'm 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 taking a buying of uh, a diesel generator, Niall. Oh, right. Okay. Not a bad idea. The chickens are beginning to come home to roost uh, over this unquestionable mantra of uh, uh, wind power, and uh, I I just looked up, Niall. Um, air grid since 2013 have been flagging about our, our, our energy production. And um, we have over 300 wind farms in Ireland at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. And I looked up what uh, August is usually one of the lowest months for uh, electricity demand, right? 
And uh, what, uh, what the wind farms produce in some days is actually only 2% of what we actually needed. So uh, if, if Eamon Ryan used to come out and look up and look up and say the wind is blowing today, well, uh, if you have 300 uh, wind farms and, and multiply that by zero, it's still zero, no matter how many you have. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're kind so, of nigh-on useless, really, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They, are, they are, and... Uh, and that, by the way, that's if they're running at all, because a lot of them need to be maintained on a regular basis, obviously. Of course, yeah. over fifty percent of our, of of our our, uh, of, uh, our electricity is produced by gas, right? And at the moment, uh, there's a proposal to build uh, in Shannon, the Shannon Estuary, an LPG uh, storage facility. And of course, this has been held up by the Greens because they don't really like natural gas. Now, as we're coming into winter. Um, what, what's going to happen with all, all the new houses now, uh, with all this uh, green energy uh, heating systems, are all de- dependent on electricity. Uh, electric cars are dependent on, on electricity. The data centres are dependent on, on electricity. And we are, the, we are uh, looking out to see, will the wind be blowing today? Mm-hmm. So you can imagine what's going to be like if we get a really severe winter, which it could happen that we get a severe winter, uh, say November, January, uh, December, January, and we have enough electricity. There's going to be blackouts. Well, there will be. I, I, I think it's a foregone conclusion at this stage. Yeah. But the matter, the matter hasn't been questioned by a, a lot of people. We just accept. By the way, can I point out it is avoidable, but but unfortunately, we don't have the political will to avoid it. And we closed down all the peat and power stations, and not only did we close them, we uh, actually uh, uh, demolished them in case they might have to be used again. It doesn't make any sense, Niall. Um, this is what you have when you have uh, politicians... Well, we're closing them, by the way. The Chinese are building them. So, you know... I, I just thought up. The Chinese are building 21 uh, coal-fired power stations extra at the moment. Yes. Yeah, so, so look, look how much turf we have in this country we could be burning, you know, at the moment. I'm, I'm not saying you want to keep burning it forever, but I'm just saying at the moment there's a crisis. We, what we could have done, we also could uh, use the, the, the peat to burn the turf and uh, uh, also uh, burn any waste that could actually be uh, incinerated at the same time to produce electricity. Instead, we're burning it up in a bog in County Kildare, uh, all the waste coming from uh, all different parts of the country. It, that's, that's, when you have politicians uh, following uh, an ideological mantra and, not, and no one questions it, and the, the, as I said, the chickens are coming home to roost now. I think people will see the, the results of that. Andy, thank you very much indeed. Well said. All right, loads and loads of texts. I'll read out, or I'll play a few of your WhatsApps as well after the break. I've about five or six of them there to play. Um, so, oh, yes, I want to mention as well, if anybody finds themselves in great difficulty, if you can't pay your bills, firstly, engage, obviously, with your provider, but if you can't get any results there or you're finding it difficult, you can contact MABS. Uh, they give money advice, of course. They're wonderful people, and their helpline number is 0818 07 2000. That's 0818 2000. They give you great advice. and um, They can help you out, by the way. They'll take the responsibility over from you to deal with the problem that you have and the debt you have, and they will sort it for you. Let's uh, run through some of your voice messages in relation to the last topic as well. But there won't be power outages now for the new data centres they are going up everywhere. What is the need for all these data centres? There's two more opening up, and they are using colossal electricity. Do you know what I mean? What's, what's the need for that? Well, I, th- I think the long-term plan is that the data centres provide their own electricity and sustainable power. Isn't that the whole plan behind it? And a lot of the data centres now are not actually going to open at all. Uh, they're not giving them planning. Amazon, I know, have moved theirs out. And so I think it's Meta or Facebook have moved theirs out as well, out of Ireland. So uh, I think, you know, and, and they do provide employment. I'm not going to fly their flag or anything like that. And it is progression. 
all that kind of stuff. Ireland is the perfect climate for data centres because we don't we have very mild weather. Um, I, I can see the benefits, but I can see the cons. So I understand the point you're making. Hi, now, Joe here in Cork. Um, I'm going to struggle this winter definitely with fuel and with the utility bills. But in the past, I ran into difficulty with my electrical provider. Um, I vowed I would never go back there. And basically, every bill that comes in, I engage with them. And I set up a payment plan on a weekly basis until that bill is cleared. Just before the next one comes in, I know I'm going from bill to bill, but at least I'm keeping my head above water. I'm a registered invalid and being quite honest with you, I'm crap on myself. Like, but, you know, it is what it is. Every time I go into the supermarket, my supermarket bill has increased by 10 and 15 euros a week. It's ridiculous. I know it's hard, but I mean, they're up there in their ivory tower in Dal Airn. They haven't a clue. They really, really haven't a clue. They're not, it isn't that they haven't a clue, they don't want to know. Basically, we are the peasants and this is what we're dealing with. They have the money and they don't care about Joe Soap, the ordinary person on the street. We don't matter. They don't mind and we don't matter. Basically, this is the attitude. It's hard and I'm dreading it, as I say now. Anyway, and I love the show. Keep up the good work. You bring everything out in the open on a regular basis and it means so much to us as a, uh, as a nation. Thanks a million, Niall. Have a good day. Ah, oh, you're very welcome. But there won't be power outages, Niall, for the new data centres they are going up. Oh, we have that one already. You're very welcome. Listen, thank you very much indeed for your message and I appreciate you sending in the message. All right, sorry about that. Some of them fired off accidentally on me for some reason. How are you, Niall? Um, great show as usual. Asking for a friend. Are we allowed to put the Christmas lights on? Oh, thanks. Nobody's going to stop me putting out the Christmas lights. Now, in relation to the Christmas lights, oh, we shouldn't be talking about Christmas so soon. We did that a few weeks ago. We got into trouble. Um, they're only LEDs. I, well, I hope so. I don't think anybody's using the old style, you know, kind of 70 watt bulbs that were that used to be on Christmas lights. So I think Christmas lights are only LEDs. Now, unless you have a house full of them. Your man up there in Tala that does it for the hospital every year. He does a wonderful job in his whole house. It's like the Griswolds from uh, the Christmas vacation. But um, yeah, I, I don't think LED Christmas lights are going to be a big problem this year. I, I would hate to think that they would say, turn off your Christmas lights. So we've had three Christmases ruined already, more or less, haven't we, by COVID? Not another one now by energy. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.